the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia. This is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. CQ Jamboree, CQ Jamboree. This is Victor Kilo 6, Sierra, Charlie, Sierra. Calling CQ, CQ, CQ Jamboree. Jamboree. This is Victor Kilo 6, Sierra Alpha Alpha. Scout Headquarters, calling CQ Jamboree. CQ Jamboree indeed. Welcome to the Jota edition of the WIA News, recorded at the Peter Hughes Scout Communications Centre by Scouts from Wayland Bay Sea Scouts in Perth. I'm Bob, VK6POP, Jota Jyoti Coordinator for Scouts Australia. Let me introduce today's studio team. I'm Bob, VK6FPAX. I'm Andrew, VK6FAIL. I'm Flynn, VK6FFFF. All up and coming in this edition of WIA News, week commencing October the 18th, 2009. Antenna dangers shown through online tool. Swinburne University, together with EM Software and Systems, has developed an online tool that will allow users to calculate exclusion zones around antennas where radiation levels exceed safety standard limits. Commissioned by the Australian Communications and Media Authority, the Exclusion Zone Calculator will allow people to conduct safety assessments of transmitting antennas, such as those found on boats, four-wheel drives, and in radio communication networks. To calculate the zone, all users need to do is enter the antenna type, transmitter power, antenna gain and frequency band into the online tool, and it will automatically calculate the safe distance around the antenna. This project will provide the public with access to an online tool that is easy to operate and gives clear and easy to understand outputs. There are thousands of commercial transmitting antennas throughout Australia that emit RF electromagnetic radiation. Safe levels of human exposure to the radiation are determined by the Australian Radiation Protection and Nuclear Safety Agency. The online tool can be accessed at the Australian Communications and Media Authority website. Optus announced this week that Australia's newest state-of-the-art satellite, Optus D3, is fully operational after successfully completing extensive in-orbit testing ahead of schedule. Trevor Tagey, VK4BAT told WIA National News that following the successful launch in August from French Guiana, Optus has now completed a number of crucial tests in its geostationary 156 East location. D3 will complement Optus's existing four satellites, providing services across Australia, New Zealand and Antarctica. The telco says D3 would provide new business opportunities for them and allow their customers to provide new advanced digital services, including Foxtel, who plans on rolling out 30 additional pay TV channels, along with significantly more interactive and on-demand features. Optus's satellite fleet reaches all corners of the country, delivering subscription television, free-to-air TV, voice, internet and radio service. News around Australia. VK1. CRARC moving premises auction. All items listed are as is, where is. Inspect on the night of auction, Wednesday 28th of October. Successful bidders must pay on the evening of the auction. Club president's decision is final on all matters. VK4. The Bunyan Mountains and District, AMCOM, are hosting a Ham and Wine Fest 2010 on January 30th next year at McLagan, which is just west of the Great Dividing Range. Get along and join in the fun of a Ham Fest towards the west. All the proceeds from this event will be used for a badly needed upgrade to the club's repeater installation up on Mount Kiangaro at the northern end of the Bunya Mountains. VK7. Sorrel Men's Shed. 
Tasmania Day Science Celebration, 8th of November. Some activities include science demonstrations by men and boys by VK7MO, 7TW and 7MJ to name a few. Men's Shed Open Day, working displays, woodworking, metal cold bending and welding demonstrations. The VK7 SMS station will be on the air. Education Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio. Tom Potter, VK3UBS from ARMAG, tells us Foundation licensees now have their own Foundation colonnade in Amateur Radio Magazine. Ross Pittard, VK3CE, has created this feature and on page 10 he takes you through the construction of a simple but useful half-wave dipole antenna. This is hands-on stuff of interest to many, not only Foundation licensees. A Friday session, set up at short notice on the 9th of October, saw ARCS Academy candidates Stephen and Jim plus assessments of standard theory and regulations and foundation license. Both candidates were delighted with their results and will be on the air with new call signs in the next few days. Both candidates are members of Melbourne's EMDRC and will be able to bask in their achievements at the next club meeting. So welcome Jim to Amateur Radio and well done Steve on your upgrade from the ARCS Academy team. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Melbourne, it can be heard on VK3REC 147.775 MHz at 9.30am on Sundays and again at 8pm on Wednesday evenings. I'm Ralph, VK3 Lima Lima. Educational Contact uses D-Star International Link. D-Star has been used for a transatlantic hookup between students in two schools separated by about 8,000 miles. These are pupils at St. Mary's Catholic School in Kent in the United Kingdom got the chance to speak with their counterparts in St. Mary's Catholic School in Temple, Texas via D-Star-based ham radio link-up. The students at both schools had prepared questions to ask each other. This includes such diverse subjects as sport, television, classroom subjects, and culture. They were also treated to presentations before the contact to learn more about what amateur radio is. Brian, G8ZYZ, and Catherine, MYCVF, handled the duties in the UK using services of the GB7FK D-Star repeater in Kent. Steve, NU5D, and the Temple Amateur Radio took care of the technology in the Lone Star State. Reports are that the session went flawlessly and both sides are looking forward to the next one. ACMA News the Australian Communications and Media Authority is releasing Spectrum in the 3,575 to 3,700 MHz band, 3.6 GHz band, to support the development of wireless access services in regional and remote areas of Australia. International news. With thanks to RSGB, Southgate AR Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, and the WW sources of the WIA. International Amateur Radio Union, Region 3. The IARU Region 3 directors met in Christchurch, New Zealand over two and a half days from 8th to 10th October 2009, immediately before the 14th Regional Conference. The directors are Chairman Michael, VK3KI, Shizuo, JE1MUI, Peter, ZL2AZ, Gopal, VU2GMN, and Jungwen Ri, HL1AQQ, and the secretary, is J Oka, J A one T R C. The directors reviewed the matters on the agenda for the conference, including their own two papers on the IARU monitoring system, one prepared in response to the request of the last conference in Bangalore. 
They also considered the other reports and papers before the conference relating to the IRAU monitoring system. The directors agreed that the monitoring system was a very important aspect of the work of the IARU and the material before the conference raised many questions that should be addressed. The directors decided that they would recommend that the monitoring system should be a major focus of the conference, particularly as the conference was being attended by representatives of IARU regions 1 and 2, as well as the IARU officers and representatives of the International Secretariat. They decided that they would recommend that the conference appoint a special working group be formed to address this matter, working at times when all delegates could attend. Artist and Filmmaker to Work with Radio Clubs Artist and filmmaker Esther Johnson is planning to use three different amateur radio clubs based in the London area to set up a radio station during an exhibition of her work on 23rd, 24th and 25th of October in London. The radio stations will accompany Johnson's 16mm film, Tune In, made in 2006, which focuses on amateur radio. Johnson will also be exhibiting photography of radio enthusiasts alongside her film work. Industry Canada has informed Radio Amateurs of Canada that it has authorised the Department of National Defence to use a digital system called Enhanced Position Location Reporting System, or EPLRS, in the 430 to 450 MHz shared 70cm band. The EPLRS system consists of mobile, fixed, transportable and airborne stations that use 5 MHz widespread spectrum channels to provide strategic telemetry information for military platforms. This authorization is on a no-protection, non-interference basis, which means that no new restrictions will be imposed on Canadian amateur operations on this band as a result. Industry Canada says that there is a slight chance of minor interference to amateur radio systems, typically in the form of a minor audible clicking noise. If Canadian amateurs encounter such interference, they are requested reported by email to radioamateursofcanada at regulatory at rac.ca. The information reported should be included at the geographical location, date, time, frequency, and mode being used at the amateur station, and a description of the interference. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1WIA. FCC to reassess parental control of televiewing. The Federal Communications Commission is about to open a reassessment of the V-chip and of family-friendly programming. This is to determine if it is possible to have a single content rating system that can apply to movies, video games, TV and cellular telephone. The study may also look at ways to ensure that once a TV program or movie is rated, data is readily available whether a program subsequently is viewed on TV, cable, a phone or a computer. Back in 1996, Congress required TV set makers to include the V-chip in TV. This integrated circuit technology allows parents and other televiewers the ability to set their TV receivers to screen out shows whose ratings don't meet their personal standards. Critics argue that the technology needs updating with a system that can now offer more information and is less confusing. This is because motion pictures, TV programs and music each use different rating systems because some TV programs are rated inconsistently between networks. On the other side of TV networks, Cable Industries and the National Association of Broadcasters argue that the current V-chip system works well, giving adult television viewers the ability to lock out material that they do not want their family members to watch. However, studies have found that relatively few American families actually use the V-chip to control their youngsters' viewing habits. Talk show hosts want sat hams. 
Broadcaster 10 Randall, WB8PUM, hosts the shortwave broadcast QSO radio show, is looking for ham radio satellite operators who are interested in talking to him about their personal experiences in satellite communication to contact him. He is specifically in need of someone who can take an entry-level approach to explain satellites to the new and young hams listening to his weekly broadcasts. New ham astronaut is KF5DBF. Another astronaut has gotten her ham radio license. Mission specialist Tracy Caldwell recently passed her amateur radio license exam and has been issued the call sign KF5DBF. Caldwell, who is a PhD, was born in Arcadia, California and enjoys sports, hiking and auto maintenance. She is scheduled to fly with Expedition 23 in April 2010. Operational News On-air contest column, Dateline 2009, October 24-25, CQ Worldwide SSB November 1, ZL Strait Key Night November 28-29, VK Spring VHF UHF Field Day, November 28 to 29, CQ Worldwide CW. Special event calls, Beacon DX and Net Advice. The Southern Cross DX Net, which is a worldwide HF net, has been going for around 50 years. The net runs seven days a week, starting at 11:30 Zulu on 14.2385 megahertz, and runs for one hour, sometimes longer if the conditions are good. Net controller is Jack W1FDY in Virginia. It is a great net for amateurs, new and old, without the hassle of pilots, etc. 4U1UN, the United Nations Headquarters Station in New York City, will make a rare appearance on the air from October 19th to the 25th. The 25th of October is United Nations Day. An all-star lineup of Top Gun DXs and contesters will be at the controls of the famed 4U1UN station. Names like Marty Lane, OH2BH, Roger Weston, G3XSXW, names like Marty Lane, OH2BH, Roger Weston, G3SXW, Kaz Watanabe, JK3GAD, Gene Schumas, UA9AB from Asiatic Russia, to mention only a few. In all, there will be about two dozen of the best of the best bringing 4U1UN to life in celebration of 4U1UN Activity Week. For those not aware, 4U1UN may be geographically located on Manhattan's east side, but as far as ham radio is concerned, it is considered a DXCC and entity unto itself. It became rather rare after 9/11 when new security mem- it became rather rare after 9/11 when new security measures were put in place. As a result, it's not often that 4U1UN takes to the airwaves. In fact, it has to be a special event such as this to bring her on. As to an operating schedule, it's going to be restricted from 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock UTC each day. Amateur Radio Newsline reporter Norm Seeley, KI7UP, said that logs for 4U1UN will be uploaded to Logbook to the World after the operation is completed. All QSL requests go via HB9BOU. Look for special event station KL50 to be active on the air in observance of Alaska Day. Activity will take place between 1800 UTC, 18th October, and 6 o'clock UTC, 19th October. Operations will be on 160 through to 10 meters, including 30, 17, and 12 meters. Modes will be CW, SSB, and RITI. Midway Island, K4M. A multinational team of 18 operators are currently activating Midway Island. 
they are expected to continue through October 19th. They are signing K4M and operate from Sand Island. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has only authorized this amateur radio station from this rare U.S. entity for only a 10-day period. This is the first amateur radio activity from Midway in almost 10 years. Midway Island ranks number 24 worldwide. K9NW will be active from Botswana as A25NW between November 3rd and December 1st. His operation is also expected to include the CQWWDXCW contest. QSL via his home call sign. F5PTM will be active from Afghanistan through December as T6YA. Listen out for him on 40, 30, 20 and 17 meters on CW only. QSL via F5OGL. JA1FJJ will be active from Bhutan as A52FJJ through October 20th. Operations are on 80 through 10 meters using SSB, RITI and PSK31. 500 watts into a G5 RV antenna. QSL via his home call sign. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK5, it can be heard on 7.140 MHz at 9am Sundays. I'm Charlie, VK5 KDK. The giant QRZ.com call sign website. This with added fields that take into account the emergence of electronic confirmations of on-the-air contacts, as well as those hams who only use cards sent via the mail. This newly added field are mail QSLs that indicates whether this person will QSL by postal mail, EQSL says how a ham using EQSL.cc, L-O-T-W indicates whether this person uses L-T-O-W. Another new field is I-O-T-A which permits the insertion of islands in the air designator. AA7BQ, who owns and manages QRZ.com, notes that these are all user-supplied items. That means if the item appears is on the listing, then the record reflects the member's choice. Otherwise, nothing is shown for these items. New fields are also transmitted on the QRZ XML logbook data stream. Intruder watch, enforcement zone. BBC Radio 4, wireless interference. The BBC Radio 4 show Click On, first broadcasted on Monday, October 5th, and now on the web, features an item on interference to Wi-Fi networks from household appliances. Click On describes the item as, Household appliances such as cordless phones and baby monitors can interfere with home networks. Adrian Wagstaff, author of Ofcom, reports about wireless congestion helps Simon solve his home wireless problems. Click On Series 5, Episode 1 can be heard at the address shown in the never-to-be-missed text edition of this news, wia.org.au. Media Watch. Amateur Radio Magazine Previews, October 2009. Amateur Radio for October is already out. Look for the scout on the cover talking to her mates on her handheld. And that is because we scouts and guides are holding our annual jamboree on the air, JOTA, this weekend. JOTA will involve around half a million scouts and guides. It will also involve many of the adult amateur fraternity who give hundreds of hours of support to Jota every year. One of these is Bob Bristow, VK6POP, who we heard from earlier in this newscast. Well, VK6POP writes on page 22 to tell everyone how they can become involved. Foundation license holders too. And don't miss the promotion picture inside the front cover. For a while now, we have been aiming to get the magazine to you by the first of every month. And you will have noticed that we are hitting that target plus or minus a day or two, on a regular basis. 
Check out page 1 for a special article on the WIA centenary. President Michael Owen of VK3KI explains the plans for a nationwide celebrations by radio clubs next year. Look for the special centenary logo, something you will see a lot of during 2010. And note the unique call sign VK100WIA. Then turn to page 8 for more on the centenary. History, logo design and special merchandise. The centenary polo shirt is pictured. WIA has a dedicated committee working to make all this happen. Don't forget the regular columns presented every month by Amateur Radio. They are all written by experts in their fields and keep you up to date on your special interest. For example, contests are covered on page 41, DX News and Views on page 44, and an interesting article on AMSAT, Satellites, at page 49. And there is news from all the clubs around Australia. WW Special Interest Groups, Radio Scouting. Jodha is here. Elizabeth Hickey, Activity Leader, Radio Electronics, who is known as VK1FELF, says you are invited to come and help introduce the hobby to the next generation of hand. VK1's Camp Cottermouth, for the entire duration of Jota, would like to see you. Open from Saturday 12 noon, open from Saturday 12 noon on October 17th until Sunday 12 noon on the 18th. HF Radio, Echolink, Geocaching, Fox Hunting, Radio Related Arts and Crafts, and scavenger hunts and many other activities. VK4's Tableland Radio and Electronics Club are providing radio support for the Gordon Vale Scout Group and for the Gordon Vale Girl Guides for the 52nd Jamboree on the Air. Jamboree on the Air, Jota, is an annual event in around 500,000 scouts and guides from all over the world make contact with each other by means of amateur radio. TREC are on the airwaves from Scouts Den Gordon Vale, corner of Church and George Street using VK4WAT on HF and VHF and also on IRLP node 6163. Phil, VK4HSV, has been operating with Alice River Scouts at the Den from Friday evening and will finish there around 3 o'clock UTC. Joda on the Echolink system. Let me read this as I got it straight off the web. I quote, Hi everyone. Yes, I have been putting together another Joda Echolink server, Joda365. Echolink folks don't like new servers these days, so to get the conference approved, as they are discouraging new conferences, it seemed to me that we need the English one on year-round. I plan to leave this one on year-round, thus the 365 name, and have also put three Q&I times per day on it, for suggested checking in to try and encourage people to cross paths, as I see quite a few checking in, but at different times and thus not collecting with each other. VE6JAM is our main scout callsign. It is listed as Jota 365 Scouts Jota and is node number 480809. AMSAT NA is supporting Jota by dedicating AO51 operation to the event. AO51 QRP repeater is now in Jota use. All users are requested to give way to Jota stations or QSOs with Jota stations. The frequencies used for yesterday and today are 145.880 FM uplink and 435.150 FM downlink. AMSAT wishes we scouts good luck operating the AO51 satellite for the event. Reports of your Jota operations should be sent to the AMSAT BB or directly to ko4ma at amsat.org. Scouts and guides are on the skywaves from South Africa looking for you. Whether or not you are helping with such a station, 
please feel free to join in, especially if you were a scout or a guide when you were a wee bit younger. As long as you keep the overs short and let the young do most of the talking, you'll be doing us a great service. Hams, come demonstrate your favourite mode, whether it is SSB, AM, Slow Scan TV, Packet or CW. Even if the signals are only heard, it will be very interesting for most of us. Morse codes sent slowly can be a real draw card, especially when scouts realise we can do the same. Remember the scouts and guides are young and we have long memories, so treat us gently, hi hi. After Joda, we scouts will still be remembered. A German team will operate from the radio club station of Tunisian scouts using a special call sign 3V3S between November 23rd and December 2nd. The team will install and use a spider beam and verticals. Once the de-expedition has concluded, the antennas will be donated to the 3V8SS club station, QSL via DL9USA. More is online at www.3v3s.tk. Social Scene 2009 International Telecommunication Unions Telecom World 2009 October 25, VK3 Ballarat Amateur Radio Group Annual Hamvention New Location of Ballarat Greyhound Racing Track off Rubicon Street October 31 to November 1 Queensland Sunshine Coast's October Camp Catch-Up Maidenwell Observatory Brisbane Valley west of Yarraman November 1 VK2 Westlakes Amateur Radio Club's Westlakes Field Day November 15 VK4 Queensland Club's President's Lunch G-Bung RSL 2010 January 24 VK2 Mid-North Coast Amateur Radio Group's Radio Expo 2010 8.30am at St John's Church Hall, McLean Street, Coffs Harbour January 30 VK4 Bunya Mountains and District Amcom host Ham and Wine Fest 2010 at McLagan. February 14, VK3, WIA 100 Centre Victoria Radio Fest No. 3. February 28, Wyong Field Day, Wyong Racecourse. Across Australia from VK1, WIA. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Hobart, it can be heard on 146700 at 9am Sunday mornings. I'm Jeff, VK7HAL. This is VK65VE in Perth. Well, it seems from time to time we lose one, one of those true gentlemen, one of the quiet giants of our hobby. And that is how it was this past week in VK6. At the age of 92 on Wednesday the 7th, David Cooch, VK6 Whiskey Tango, life member of the National WIA, member for life of the West Australian Repeater Group, a member of the Royal Signals ARS and RAOTC member number 341, hung up his fist and became a silent key. David, born in Fairfield, Victoria on the 30th of April 1917, served his country during World War II in the Army Signals Corps and was subsequently stationed in WA, where he remained the rest of his life. He qualified in 1944 and was licensed in 1946 with the resumption of amateur radio after the war. David spent most of his time on air on the CW bands and had a very large collection of Morse keys. Quite some years ago, he donated a number of them to the Wireless Hill Radio and Telegraphy Museum. David was a regular on VHF for local contacts in the Remembrance Day contest every year, and for a long time he had a weekly sked on VHF with local hams. 
For many years, David used to bring his wife, Olive, when she was alive, to the Perth Alara lunches, and with his keen interest in photography, he was often the unofficial photographer. Many VK6 amateurs knew David well, as he was for many years a TAFE lecturer, and during the 1970s and 80s became responsible for teaching oh so many of the past and present hams in VK6, a roll call far too many to name, in testimony for his quiet and dedicated service to our hobby, and the respect he deserved. A solid half of all the mourners at his service this week were hams. He also had memberships of the ARRL, the RSGB, and the International Morse Preservation Society, or FISTS Club. Please join with me now in a few moments of silent reflection for an absent friend, Vale David Cooch, born 30th of April 1917, died October 7th this year. I hope all scouts and guides are enjoying Jota Jyoti and that you will want to come back next year for even more fun. Remember to register your participation at www.jotajyoti.org and to complete an online blog to show the world what you did for Jota Jyoti. To the amateur radio community, thanks for the loan of the airwaves and for your wonderful support of Jamboree on the Air. From the Peter Hughes Scout Communication Centre in Perth, this is Bob, VK6POP73. CQ Jamboree, CQ Jamboree. This is Victor Kilo 6, Sierra Charlie Sierra. Calling CQ, CQ, CQ Jamboree. Jamboree. This is Victor Kilo 6, Sierra Alpha Alpha, Scout Headquarters. Calling CQ Jamboree. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.